Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. And, uh, and those of you that's already on there, ministers are given to apostles. And may I submit to you that it will not be peaches and cream. I think somebody might disqualify themselves already. Because it's going to be rough. Because we have to retrain you. We have to, we have to get all that stuff out of that you didn't came from other churches with. We got to get all that stuff out of you. And we got to retrain you to be apostolic. Come on here. Come on here. To flow in signs and wonders, not just leave it up to the apostle. But when you're up on the apostolic teaching, you also begin to flow in signs and wonders. I wish I had a church. All right, so ministers are given to apostles. And many of you should know by now uh, that I don't do excuses. Don't give me excuses because I hate them. Well, I, uh, if the guidelines are already set and you say, well, I didn't know. I'm going to say, you a lie because you signed it. Ministers, can I get an amen? amen. Ain't no slack. Come on here. Amen. All right. Let's move on because y'all get nervous. Somebody's like, I ain't signing up. All right. The door's closed anyway. All right. Number four, fully functioning churches. Everybody say fully functioning churches. That is the fourth sign. All right. That's 1 Corinthians 9 and 2. Let's read that real quick. First Corinthians 92. Paul says, First Corinthians 92, if I am not an apostle to others, yet doubtless I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. Paul was talking to the church of Corinth. He told him, he said, now if I ain't an apostle to nobody else, I'm one to you. This church is the seal of my apostleship. That's what Paul was saying to the church of Corinth. You are a work that I am a, you are a living proof that I am an apostle. So it's quiet in here. What are you saying, Gardner? There are many persons, oh Jesus, who pioneer a church apparently successful and with God's grace. This does not necessarily make them apostles. However, repeated success in church planting coupled with other characteristics above certainly give evidence of an apostolic call. Let me say that again. There are many persons who pioneer a church apparently successfully and with God's grace. This does not necessarily make them apostles. Just because you have a successful church does not make you an apostle. Just because you are successfully church planting does not make you an apostle. I got three churches, but you only got five in each three, and they just travel with you from each church. You take them same five from the mother church 
to the other church and to the other church. And then you say, I got, I got three locations. You know, you got folks doing that, right? I got a multi-campus site. Okay, they didn't like that. Number five. Oh, Jesus. Lord have mercy. Please write this one down. Serious resistance from evil prince angels. Lord, I know without a shadow of a doubt that we are an apostolic ministry. <laughs> Let's read 2 Corinthians 12 and 7. All right. Serious resistance from evil prince angels. I tell y'all, I've told you before, every major conference, every time we get ready to have something major, there is heavy warfare against this house. Not, we don't even have to do conferences. Period. Everybody say period. Period. If you knew the warfare that we have to encounter with this ministry, and I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now that when you are an apostolic ministry, Satan hates apostolic ministry because we are a threat and a terror to the kingdom of darkness in this region. One year we're getting ready for a conference. Air go out. Before, yeah, I'm just like, are you serious? Website shut down. Website been working fine. Up and out conference. Just crash. The week of, are you serious? Just little stuff just started happening. Folks, I mean, I mean, just, just, uh, I mean, just stupid stuff, just out the blue stuff, stuff started happening. And I would get mad. I'm like, God, we're doing the work for you, and you just let all this stuff happen. And I'm just crying and pitching a fit. I'm just like, we need to just stop having conferences. But now I understand that when you do something that has never been done in your region, first of all, I've never heard in this region, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, I ain't heard a deliverance conference in the city of Dallas. You may call it deliverance, but I'm talking about actually doing deliverance. Have y'all heard of one? I've heard of many prophetic conferences. Many praise and worship conferences, but very, I have not heard, I haven't heard of deliverance conferences where they actually cast out demons. People will pack out a prophetic conference. People will pack out a praise and worship conference. People will pack out anything they have to do with music, but when you say deliverance, they'll be like, Rrr. what is that? You don't take all that. What, what they doing? Oh, they're, they, oh, they're doing voodoo and hoodoo. <laughs> because nobody talk, you and, and then you may even have deliverance. Your, your deliverance may even be in the name of your church, but you don't even do it. Do anybody, have anybody seen some churches where deliverance is in their church, but they don't do a lick of deliverance? 
Well, come on, raise your hand. You might have been a part of it. Come on, don't be scared. You ain't that no more. You here. They don't do nothing. Worldwide deliverance church. Don't do no deliverance. Don't do nothing. All y'all do is prophesy. Well, I don't think I got in trouble. What did I say? Second Corinthians 12 and 7. Second Corinthians 12 and 7. If you're going to name your church something, at least do it. If y'all going to prophesy all the time and you're going to say, uh, world evangelistic prophetical church. Prophetical. <laughs> we'll touch our neighbors, at least prophesy. All right. 12 and 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation, uh-oh, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Did y'all hear what Paul said? Now, many, many of y'all, many, I've heard many, many, many preachings and teachings on what this thorn was. And all of it is lies. It was, it was a sin to keep him humble. So you telling me God's going to use sin to keep you humble. Well, I got a drinking problem, so I, he, let me, he allowed me to keep this drinking problem to keep me humble. Where did he do that at? Touch your neighbor and say, that's a lie. It says right here, a thorn in the flesh was given me. Comma, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Because Paul had a lot of revelations. He had a lot of knowledge. He was trained up, the, up under uh, uh, Gamel, Gamaliel. Uh, he was, he was, he was he, I mean, he had a lot of knowledge. And God said, God allowed him to have a thorn to keep him humble lest he get puffed up in pride. That thorn may be God keeps sending people to your church to cause trouble, to keep you on your knees. Because if everything is perfect, you would swell up. And let me tell you, everything that looks big, this is a sidebar. Everything that looks like it's big ain't God. It could be full of pus and infection. Oh, they so big. That's fine. But is it the Holy Ghost or is it pus? It sure is quiet in here. You pop it, it's just full of pus. Why y'all quiet? It got real quiet in here. So lest I should be exalted, God 
gave, me, gave him a thorn to keep him humble because he had a lot of knowledge. He had a lot of knowledge, and too much knowledge will, will puff you up if it's, if it's, come on here. I've seen people go to seminary school. I've seen them have so much knowledge, and they, sooner or later, they veer off, and then they, come, come, they start coming up with these, these doctrines, these weird doctrines. Come on here. Come on here. And sometimes school, seminary school will mess you up. I'm not knocking it. But sometimes it will. It'll make you not even, it'll make you become an atheist if you allow it. Because it will challenge everything you knew from church. I wish I had a church in here. Apostolic ministry can be identified. Here we go the way. By the amount of opposition it receives. And let me tell y'all, this year, these last two quarters of this year, there has been a lot of opposition. Look around. Look around. Do you see folks you won't see no more? Hmm? People have fallen off. People have said, you know, we got your back. We love you. We love you. We love you. Don't tell me you love me. Just show it. People that were once here, just falling off. The devil tricked them. And because God was shifting the house. And guess what? None of this. If y'all remember, go back to the prayer conference. Bishop R.J. Matthews and even Prophetess Keisha Cephas says, said, I got it on tape. There was a shift coming in the house in leadership. God was getting ready to weed out. Go back to the prophecy. See, sometimes it's good to record prophecy that when trouble hits, you got something to rely on. So when all this trouble and this, this turbulence started happening in the church, I had to go back. Uh, Apostle Cassandra, Apostle Stacy, they had to remind me, remember the word of the Lord. I'm like, I don't want to hear no word of the Lord. Forget it. But God had to remind me, and I received a prophetic word at the beginning of the year from a prophet that said to me at the beginning of the year, beginning of the year, and I got it. He said, Apostle, with all due respect, he says, that's going to be a shift in your leadership. The people that you thought that were with you, you're going to see, you're going to see for yourself that they're not with you, and God is going to remove them from you. My God, today, and I'm like, Lord, have mercy. And then the consistent word throughout the year that God was shifting the house. He was shifting our leadership. He was shifting our people. He was purging the house. He was purging the house. He was purging the house. So much purging. I'm like, are you going to fill the house or are you going to keep purging? I'm like, God, how much purging can you do? Are, are we going to have anybody at the church?
Because God was shifting the house because we're, going, we're moving in the apostolic. Everybody cannot handle the apostolic ministry. You used to a pastor. So God will move you out because as he begins to shift and shape this house, this house, let me tell y'all something. Oh, my God. This house is on the potter's wheel. And this house will be what God has ordained for it to be. Whether... Uh, and I was praying this morning. I said, God, I want you to send what the prophetess Keisha tell us to pray for. Uh, uh, Bishop R.J. Matthew, pray for miracle workers and what? And counselors to come into the church because we need those two to help build this house. I can't hear nobody say nothing because we got all types of people from all different types of background coming into this house. Hallelujah. And they, some of us, we need counseling. We need miracle workers. I can hear nobody say nothing. And miracle workers are a part of the apostolic nature of the house. We need sinners in the house and we need workers. And it cannot just be left up to me or Lady G to be on Facebook, hallelujah, being the face of the church when we got a whole church of apostolic people that can go out and witness to somebody. If you excited about your ministry, stop hogging it up and being fat. With all the stuff that's going on here and you're not sharing. You're just hoarding. You look like one of them chipmunks when they, when they get ready to store food and they... Have y'all ever seen chipmunks? They store them, they store them nuts and stuff. And that's the way some of us are. You're overweight in the spirit because you won't share it. If you're being blessed here, share it and bring somebody with you. You're a spiritual hoarder. All right, let's keep on moving. This characteristic, again, so apostolic ministry can be identified by the amount of opposition it receives. So it ain't the devil. The devil is in this house. It ain't the devil. It is God. See, what we call the devil ain't really the devil. It's God. Do you not know that the devil can't do nothing unless God give him permission to do it? He's got, oh my God. Come on. Come on here, Job, 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 Job. God, God recommended Job. Can God recommend you to stay faithful with Satan tempting you? God said, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan said, no, I ain't thought about him because you got a hedge of protection around him. What do I, I can't even do nothing with him. He said, but if you, he said, but, uh, he said, you can do anything you want to him, but you can't take his life. Can God recommend you to Satan? God has so much assurance in Job that he recommended him to Satan. He knew, he said, I, I can imagine God sitting up on the throne. Give me some folks right here. This, they said the sons of God, they was up at having a board meeting. Come on up here, come on. Come on, anybody, just come on. Come on, come on, Carolyn. Come on, Michael. Come on, Andre, we're having a meeting. Arthur, you're going to play Satan. 
But you don't want to play Satan today? You got your white britches on. I know you're holy, but, but today you're going to play Satan. Come on here. Now you coming, we have an abortion meeting. You stay, stay behind Andre. So we have an abortion meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we got some things we need to accomplish in the earth realm. You know, you know Sister Tofu, though, that she need a miracle. Don't I? Yeah. Now come, walk, start walking in. Go back. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. You know, and uh, you know, we need to visit the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas, see what they got going. I heard they got miracle signs and wonders over there. Oh, shucky ducky. <laughs> Satan, what you doing? What you doing up in this board meeting? <laughs> Lord, he don't know the scriptures. <laughs> Walking to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. Say it. Lord, help Satan, Jesus. Help him. Oh, no, he, he can't get no help. I mean, so he's walking to, well, since you're here, uh, have you considered my servant, Beatrice Edwards? <laughs> <laughs> Mama Edwards said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> have you considered my servant, Job? Well, you know, Job is an upright man. He eschews evil. He's a, he's a perfect and upright man. And, uh, yeah, that's right. He, he's a good man. And, and uh, I, I believe I got good stock in him. Look, can you say something? Say, <laughs> <laughs> go on back, moat by. Just go on. Horrible job at Satan. And, and, and God said, Satan said, no, I ain't thought about him. He got a hedge of protection around him. I can't do nothing with him. Can't do nothing. I can't even get to him. Oh, my God. God said, okay, well, I'm going to let you touch his stuff because Satan said, if you take his stuff, he's going to curse you and die. God said, okay, let's just see about that. God had already told Satan who Job was. He said he's an upright man. He eschews evil. Did he not? So Satan said, but I, I bet if I take his stuff, he's going to curse you into your face and die. God said, okay. I already told you what he's like. So what happened? The same day they get through having a board meeting, that lets you know Satan has access to God. He ain't in hell like y'all think he is. Satan, what did he say in Job? He said, I'm walking to and fro from the earth to heaven. Why did he show up in the board meeting if he didn't have access? Satan is not in hell. Let me get on this camera. Satan is not in hell. He's not there yet. He has access to roam the earth realm. Come on here. He's causing havoc in the earth realm. Come on here. And the only reason why he's not allowed to do certain things to us is because there's a hedge of protection around us. Touch your neighbor and say, thank God for the blood wall. Woo! 
Touch your neighbor and say, thank God for the blood wall that's around me, that protects me. Hallelujah. The only reason he didn't kill you in that car wreck because there's a blood wall around you. The only reason you didn't shoot your own brains out is because there's a blood wall around you. You tried to take some pills to commit suicide, but there's a blood wall around you. Hallelujah. That's protecting you from your own self. Even when you don't even thinking about God, God has still got you in mind protecting you. I wish I had somebody in here to holler out, thank you, Jesus. Let me get back. Uh-uh, y'all calm down. Uh-uh, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Apostolic ministry can it be identified by the amount of opposition it receives? Could it be that you, many of us, many of us here, many of us here, the reason you've seen many people falling off out of this ministry is because we are assigned to be an apostolic ministry and a lot of people cannot handle the warfare. You think it's the devil. When we're preaching messages that irritate your soul, you think it, then, then I get the blame because I just, it just, he just talk about sin too much. He just talk about, he's just too rough. He's just too tough. He just, it just, it's, you know, it don't take all that. Can he preach them pretty messages? No, I ain't preaching it. Because as long as there's sin in the church, I'm going to keep preaching against sin until we get sanctified and get so filled with the Holy Ghost that sin is not even attractive to us anymore. That we want God more than we want that man or that woman. I can't hear nobody say nothing. I want God more, hallelujah, than I want fame and fortune. I can't hear nobody say nothing. I want God. I want God. I want God more than I want porn. Apostles are sent to irritate you. Because we challenge your mindset and many don't like challenges and so I get the blame. And so sometimes it makes me feel like, well, do I need to change my message? Because people, people leave and they say they say they're with me. Then I, then I, you know, you preach these messages. We pray for them. We lay hands on them. Well, I listen to you cry and moan. All the We cast devils out and then we get the blame because it's just something, you know, I... I I was hearing something this, this week, and, I, and I, was, I told Stephanie, I said, do I need to change my message? I said, I wish I would. I ain't changing my message for you to fit you, to appease you. When Paul said to Timothy, he said, you're gonna, there's coming a time when people will not endure sound doctrine. You're going to have itching ears to wanna, want me to preach some little pretty messages so that I can tickle your fancy to make you give. I ain't doing it. Not who I am. So you're, many of us, you're facing opposition because you're in an apostolic house. And the devil's job is to make you get out from up under apostolic ministry where you can receive your deliverance. If I took a poll right now, a show of hands, how many, oh, that's probably going to be everybody. How many will say, that these last two quarters have been hell. Raise them hands. Arthur got two hands on the foot. You've been challenging your finances. You've been challenging your health. Come on here. You've been challenged in your soulless realm. You've thought about leaving this church. I ain't lying. I told Stephanie, let's pack up, sell, and let's move. 
ain't playing. Ain't playing. He's not only been attacking us here, but he's, he's attacking my family, attacking my dad, and all of them. I mean, it just it, it seemed like he and I'm like, and, and I, I told God, I told God, I don't know, I, I, I talked to God like I'm talking to y'all. I said, now, God, look, look, look. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I said, can your boy experience a season of peace? At least about six months of peace. Can anybody, anybody here touch a, touch, a, touch a neighbor and say, at least let me have six months of no drama. I feel like pulling out the Mary J. Blige song, no more drama. I want that to be my theme song for 2020. I just want to have six months of peace and no drama. Uh, come on, touch a neighbor and say, just, just at least six months. Give me a break. I wish I had about 12 people that would jump up and say, I know you right on that. Mary, Blade, Mary J. Blige said, no more drama. Can people just act right and not be fake around you? Come on here. Can you just be you? If, show me the real you so I can, so I can decide if I want to cut you or keep you. Up front, don't don't wait five months. Come on, don't wait almost a year to be so fake. And then you know, and then all of a sudden you flip on me. Be real up front, so I don't be a chameleon. Be real. Come on here. I've never seen so much fakery in the church. Let me see. I appreciate sinners. You know why? Because sinners do what they do. It's when I come in in the church and be around, uh, be around the, 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 what you call the saints, I guess the saints or whatever. The ain'ts. I appreciate sinners because they are real and they keep it 100. If they are liar, they are liar. They don't speak in tongues and lie. But it's when I come into the body of Christ, I see so much fakery. And I'm like, just be real. Touch your neighbor and say, just be real. If you're going to keep sinning, don't come. Well, well you got to come get saved. But I'm, t- no, I ain't talking about, I'm talking about folks that's in the church, that's been in church 20 years, ain't trying to live. You playing. I'm not talking about the new, new converts. I understand that. But I'm talking about folks that's been in church 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 years in church. And you still the same way. And the Holy Ghost still ain't got a hold to you. Because you won't allow him to. You won't change because you let this is just the way I am. No, you a lie. All right, here we go. The church seems to believe. Listen. That ministries that are unopposed and accepted must be blessed. And that ministries that are opposed by others must have something wrong with them. Quite the contrary is true. Those ministries that lead the way in power and renewal will find great opposition against the enemy. I had, uh, I was 
talking to a pastor one day, and I was telling this pastor, you know, what all was going on in, at the way, and, you know, it's my, it's a, you know, friend, associate, and, uh, They told me in response, well, we ain't got that type of stuff over here at that man at my church. I got offended. And I actually stopped talking to the person because. That ain't what I needed to hear. Your response should have been, I'm praying for you. Oh. A few months later, I called. Hey, what's going on? Man, such and such and such and such. I did the phone like that. You told me. You, you know, I said, now, I didn't say that to them. I was like, but now you see how it feels that when a church moves in power and you're getting people delivered and you're getting people set free, don't y'all don't, you don't think Satan don't hates that type of ministry because he wants y'all to stay bound and just keep coming to church. But when we start Start transforming, help transforming your mind and start challenging the way that you think and come out of dysfunction. Do you not know the enemy of your soul is going to start irritating you? He's going to start making you not want to come to church. He's going to start you making, making you think that I'm picking on you. Now, how in the Sam Hill am I picking on you? By preaching a message, and you think I'm, my whole message is about you. But I've gotten so much flack. I just feel like he preaching on me. He's he talking about my business, and, and he just talking about me. If the shoe fit, wear it. I ain't trying to miss you. The Holy Ghost knows your information. And if the Holy Ghost downloads information into me while I'm preaching, and I just happen to preach your sin, don't take offense. Get healed and deliver it. At least God has enough mercy to call your stuff out so you can get healed and delivered before the devil kill you. I wish I had a church in here. Touch a neighbor and say, thank God for a prophetic pastor, an apostolic pastor that can hear, that can feel what I'm dealing with. I can't hear nobody say nothing. And that can call out my stuff and that God, that he has an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to, to, to challenge me in my thinking and my dysfunction to come out of that so I can get healed and deliverance. Come on, somebody. Never once. When I was in homosexuality and I was up here playing the organ, did I think when my pastor talked about sin or if he happened to call out homosexuality, did I, did I take it personal? I couldn't take it personal because I was one of them. Why y'all laughing? Why y'all ain't saying nothing? Come on here. If I'm in it and he talks about it, then maybe God gave it for him to talk about so I can come out. 
y'all get mad and leave the church. He talking about me being a homosexual. Okay. All you want? Get delivered. God cares enough about you. Well, I was born that way. Perhaps you were. But you could be born another way. It's called a rebirth. Come on here. You must be. I don't care how you were born. Touch your neighbor and say, I don't care how you were born. But like Jesus told Nicodemus by night, he said, you must be. You've got to be. Touch your neighbor and say, born again. I don't care how you were born the first time. Touch your neighbor and say, you must be. Touch your neighbor. We got to go. Stand to your feet. Touch your neighbor. High five your neighbor and say, you must be. You got to be. You must be born again. Oh, come on here. By Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how I was born. It matters how I'm reborn. Care what your hang up is. I came in here homosexual. Now I'm straight as a ruler. I ain't crooked nowhere. I wish I had a church. Touch your neighbor said the apostle is straight as a ruler. You ain't never seen no crooked ruler, have you? Touch your neighbor said you need to be straight just like that ruler. And that's the way your life needs to be, straight as a ruler. Let that word, come on here, let that word line you up so you can measure yourself. Come on here. I thank the Lord that he had enough mercy and grace to deliver me. Not only did he deliver me, I wanted to be delivered. There's a difference. You got to want to be. You got to be tired. That's when I tell people who are stuck in, 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 in sexual sin, not only sexual sin, but sin habits, period. I tell people, when you're tired, you'll change. If you like it, I'm wasting my time. But when you know the word, and when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you going to change. I knew that lifestyle wasn't for me. And I knew I didn't want to die and go to hell from the church. But God had to move me from the familiar, from my family who accepted me. No, they didn't accept me because they didn't even know so uh, I, he had to move me from the familiar and put me in unfamiliar territory to change me. Sometimes you won't be changed until you disconnect from the familiar. And sometimes the familiar is your own family. And they'll make excuses for you. Well, you know, he was molested. Okay. But that's not going to change me. And there's a lot of people in the body of Christ who need you. You are a Harriet Tubman to somebody. You are a Moses to somebody. You are a Joshua to somebody. And what I'm here to tell you is that you first get delivered. But once you get free, 
go back and pull somebody else out. Don't turn your nose up on somebody. You forgot you used to be one. I know you're saved now and you speak in tongues, hallelujah, but you were doing other stuff before that. And church folks forget that God has saved you and delivered you. Oh, he's smoking weed. Okay. He's still in seed form. But let him keep coming up under the apostolic ministry. Soon we're going to see the outer shell begin to fall off. Let people come in. Touch your neighbor and say, let them come in. I don't care how they come in. They can come here tatted up. And God will still use them to prophesy what they tatted itself. I was at the rehab center Wednesday. And uh, they, were, they had just given my dad a bath, a shower. There was three nurses in there. And uh, I remember my stepmama telling me about it, about one of the nurses. And uh, when I walked in Wednesday, they had just put him back in the bed, and my stepmom was there, you know, finished helping clean him up. And I saw this nurse, and I had to do a double take on like a woman but your face like a man and I, they had but I don't know if that was real and I just kept looking like you talk like a woman I, had to, I just kept staring not, not obvious don't you like Her name is Candy. And uh, I asked my stepmom, I said, is that a, she said, remember I told you, that's a boy. You know, and people make fun of uh, the transgender. Is that, is that the transgender? Transgender. People make fun Y'all know not, not know that that's a spirit. That's a spirit. That's a spirit. It's a demonic spirit. And you don't know how he got trapped in it. But at least he should be able to come to the church. Or experience church through the church. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.